Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Forever Dog Well, well, motherfucking well We are here again (laughs) This is episode 10 My name is Caswell And I'm sitting in a dark room Near Runyon Canyon Of Hollywood, California And is that Is that is that Peppermint, my true love, my African queen? Is that who is on the other end of this phone call? Is that you, bitch? I'm in the same dark room with you. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can I just- You're the one that set it up. Can I just give is you your a- room really that dark? No, girl. I'm just being dramatic and gay. Uh-huh. You know, I'm just giving you a heads up. So, you know, have you ever had that feeling like- you're about to get a Charlie horse in your calf. Like it's like, it's like ready to cramp yeah. the fuck up. Like I've had it, that for an hour and a half. It warns you. Yeah. And I'm, but I've been had that for like an hour and a half and I'm just like, stop. And I took, had a banana for the potassium and I'm just like stretching it out. I'm just like, did you ever see that footage <laughs> of John Bon Jovi where he's performing live and all of a sudden he gets this massive cramp in his calf, his calf, calf, whatever. No. Yeah, so it's like now I gotta look it up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you're watching from the audience, like, what the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> but when he describes what happens later, <laughs> I felt like, oh, I felt bad for him. Anyway, we are here. It's it's a mess. We don't have to talk about John Bon Jovi ever again. Uh, and uh, he cute, though. He cute. No, he is, and he's aging very well. Last I checked, and he's Jersey, and we love Jersey. Ah, oh, man, and um. I don't know. I'm ready to do episode motherfucking 10. We're in the double digits, bitch. Yes. Double digits, honey. 10 weeks of listening. We want to say thank you to all of our listeners, first of all. Thank you. Those of you that have been sticking with us and building up, we really appreciate it. But I know that most of you haven't even had your questions or problems solved. And I know y'all all all got problems. So if you want to have us bless your life by helping solve problems, then all you got to do is go to our It's a Mess podcast. What do they have to do, Caswell? Well... The procedure is pretty simple. Uh, you go to our <laughs> Instagram. It's a mess podcast. You hit where it says email. You shoot us an email. You give us details. The more we know about you, the better. I've said it before. Don't hit us up like, oh, um, I'm in Ben and Jerry's. Which flavor do I get? Don't call me and say, I'm single. How do I meet a man? Signed lonely. Like, hit us up with something good. Give us the details and, you know, give us the opportunity to solve your problem and entertain the world. And uh, that's what we're here for. That's right. All right. So this mm-hmm. is, this and we're is... only we're only we only um, put people on the air who happen to be following us. That's yes, right. bitch. <laughs> so subscribe to us. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Since this is episode ten, I haven't even asked you about this, but I'm just gonna do it. If you are a subscriber, like you subscribe weekly, snapshot the proof that you are a subscriber, hit us in the DMs on the It's a Mess podcast, and we will follow you back. 
that's how much we love you. Also, sidebar. Yes. Also, we might be looking for an intern. So if you feel like uh, interning for me and Pep, shoot us a DM as well. Uh All right. So let's get into the first question. Are you ready? Wait. And this is the very last episode of season one. We should like congratulate. uh, Congratulations, Castle, on a fabulous season. Yes, congratulations, and God, thank you, Forever Dog, for sticking with us for this long. So hopefully we do this another... Well, you didn't congratulate me. (laughs) Congratulations. I congratulate Uh, you every day on just how gorgeous you are to me and how much I love you, don't I? Well, congratulations on a great season. Yeah, congratulations, girl. (laughs) Uh, I'm ready for number one, question number one. Okay, who's going to... We didn't talk about it. I pulled these out of the email this morning, so let's Mm -hmm. just do it. Here we go. Cue music. Dear Kaz and Pep. I have a little bit of a roommate problem. Just to give you some background, I'm a 22-year-old single white female. I graduated from university last year and moved into a really nice apartment with my friend Tiffany. I met Tiffany my junior year in college and we're pretty good friends. I like her laid-back attitude and she's really fun to hang out with. The other night, Tiffany, who is black, came home from a party with three of her girlfriends who are also black. Two of them I didn't know and one I have met before. They were all watching. I don't think Tiffany's friends realized that I was in the kitchen all of a sudden one of the girls that i didn't know very well shouted out damn i fucking hate white people i really do hate white people so fucking much i felt extremely uncomfortable and i just went directly from the kitchen into my bedroom without walking through the living room <laughs> tiffany saw my face when her friend said this Must have been watching she looked Get kind out. of embarrassed for me i do not want this girl coming back to the house i'm just not comfortable with that whether she had a couple drinks or not i don't care i haven't had the conversation with tiffany yet how important is it for friends of different races to have conversations about race? Do you and Kaz will ever talk about race? Signed. <laughs> I love this. She gave herself the name Drake Oreo. <laughs> Drake Oreo. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think that she called herself Drake Oreo because this is about race and Oreo cookie, black and white? But <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Oreo cookies are delicious, though. Yes. By the way, did you try out the <laughs> did you try out the new mega du- mega double stuff? Wait, 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 wait. No. Can, can we talk about cookies for one second? Because I hear there's a carrot cake Oreo. Sure. I hear there's a carrot cake Oreo cookie, and I've been searching for it at Ralph's, and I've been to two Ralphs and cannot find it. I don't know. I should probably just Google it. I'm so lazy. Yuck. Yeah, Google it. And get it on Amazon if they have it. If, it. if it exists, it exists on Amazon. All right. That's the truth. All right. Um, yeah, I've never heard of those so, oils. I do like oils, but I like. I think the, the regular oils are the are the perfect kind of balance of the cream. I don't like double stuff, triple stuff. None of the extra like funky Halloween red and orange and green. Right. Just give me a regular old classic Oreo. Don't mess with right. it. Because, I mean, that cream, I would never eat that cream by itself. It's only good Everybody with could. cookies. And, yeah. Everybody could. <laughs> it sounds like we're avoiding this question. <laughs> it is icing. Uh, well. Um, Do we talk about we race? The, talking about the Oreos as a ma- metaphor for the balance of racial inequality. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, 
Uh, do we, did you ask, do we talk about race? I wish I could see your face right now. I'm so mad. Um, do, are you, did you just ask me, do we talk about race? Yeah, do we ever, do we ever talk about, do like, do we ever talk about, like, I don't think you, I don't think you've ever said, so Caswell, as a white person, how does this affect you? And how, like, and I don't think, I don't, do we kind of talk about race? We talked a little bit about, I mean, look, we, I don't think, we certainly don't get into the, like, have like, all out debates necessarily, but I think the relationship between us and these roommates is different. Right. Um, then, you know, then, you know, we've known each other for so long. Um, I think the, 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 um, I think you and I talk about gender and sex more than we talk about race. Definitely. But a, a lot of times I think that these things are, they're connected and they intersect. And <laughs> anyway, we kept getting off topic. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right, we're getting off topic. Why are we avoiding race? Um, look, it's simple. Like I have, uh, I've, it's just a coincidence that like when I put out a, um, thing, half the, I guess it's not a coincidence if it's only half, but half my roommates have been white. <laughs> um, um, half of them have not been. Uh, so that's that. But of the white folks that I've lived with in a roommate situation, um, you know, I think maintaining a kind of an even kind of safe place at home is really important. Yeah. I, I have been in a situation. I had a roommate once who honestly, he's a sweetheart and, um, and he's gorgeous. Um, and I heard he had a really big dick, but I never saw it. Um, anyway. Uh, uh, who lived with me recently, who was, um, a young, you know, uh, kind of, I don't know if you call him a, a Gen Zer, but he's, um, in, you know, hipster age, right? Like, you know, mid to late twenties. And he, um, college age. And he was living with me, um, for about a year, for more than a year. <clears throat> and one day I came home, long story short, one day I came home and he was, um, uh, there was like Trump videos on like just left on the TV from YouTube. And this scared the heck out of me. This was like right as soon as Trump had gotten elected or getting, no, he had just gotten elected. Maybe it was getting ready. He was actually getting ready to get elected. I don't remember. But anyway, Trump was new. This was like two years ago. Um, and it scared the heck out of me. And he and I hadn't really had that much of a conversation about race, but we had talked about politics a bit because it was voting time. Um, and, you know, it was, it was really kind of an uncomfortable situation for me. Eventually I had to like call my good girlfriend and talk to her about it on the phone. I don't even know if he was home or what. I don't remember. Um, she and I were having a conversation about it in my room and I was like, girl, I came home. My roommate was watching Trump videos and what do I do? He's, he's white. He dates black girls and this is confusing to me and I don't feel safe. And like, <laughs> I had this whole thing. And he heard, overheard me having the conversation and got really upset. And that set him off. He went and he had a conversation and rant and stormed out of the apartment. He got on the phone, like with his friend or mom or somebody and, you know, was a really upset about how I was talking about him. And it was like the weirdest thing ever. And then eventually I had to go and like have this conversation with him you know, however you personally feel, you should be able to feel that way and express yourself in your own home. But when right. you have a stranger or a roommate, then you do have to, I do think it's important if you care about, if you don't want to have a fight, you know, and you want them to pay their rent on time, right. um, you well, want to make sure that it feels kind of neutral. 
You know what I mean? Well, this isn't a problem with her roommate. This is a problem with her roommate's friends, which, you know, is a problem with having roommates because when you have roommates, your roommate's friends become a little bit part of your life too, especially if they're coming over all the time. Uh, Mm -hmm. the, The thing about this question to me is that he, okay, let me let me break it down like this. When I hear black people say, "God, I can't stand white people," my first reaction is, "Oh, they're they're racist." My first reaction is, "Yep, <laughs> I kind of feel yeah. you," because well, he, it's probably based on the news or this president or white supremacy or bombing, the, the pres- yeah, or the majority lots. of the problems we have on this planet or ba- history, yeah, <laughs> that have to do with old white men making the decisions. Like, I totally get it, but when I hear a white person say, oh, like if I was here, a white person say, oh, I fucking hate black people so much. I'm like, that's racist. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I feel, I feel justified in that to tell you the truth. I don't, but I mean, I don't, when I hear black people say, or non-white people say, oh, fucking, I hate white people or white people are so fucking frustrating. I don't really think they're talking about every single white person. I just think they're kind of encapsulating everybody together, which which isn't always the right thing to do. That's not right. But no, let, let wait, let's look into that for a second, because as a person who can understand those feelings as well, person of color who can understand those feelings as well. Right. It's not they're ju- they're they're not speaking about an individual usually, right? And they're not necessarily talking about all white people. They're usually talking about I can't believe what this individual did that allows him to get away. Him or her allows right. them to get away with it. The right. system that allows them to get away with whatever exactly. it is that they did. Because mm-hmm. if it's a if it's a white person who's doing it versus a black person who's doing it, I think they're usually talking about the inequality or the unfairness that ends up happening, how a white teenager can walk in, kill 70 people with a gun and only get arrested. Right. And, and and the conversation we're talking about is should we legalize or not gun violence? When, oh, given the benefit of the doubt, he had mental illness. That's what we hear. But when it's a black person walking with Skittles or nothing <laughs> and a Sprite they end up dead. Right. Yeah. They end up dead. And so that's what makes you say, God, like that's what usually it's, it's so what the words that are coming out of their mouth might be, God, I hate white people. But usually it's a commentary on the social, like the situation that the system that's put in place and people may or may not agree with that. But, you know, there are certainly um, folks, black folks that are, are that, that say things that are racist against, you know, white people or a white individual. I don't know every black person and how they speak, but I'm just saying in general, it's usually a a reaction to something that's happening in our world. Right. That is like, is unjust Mm -hmm. that please continue that. But that's what, what that I think that's what, needed to be said right i think i think the big difference here is that it's happening in her home so it just like mm-hmm. and it probably put her into shock like i'm sure she's never been in a situation like that which she had a bunch of black girls over mm-hmm. talking about how much they don't like white people and she's overhearing this and they don't know she's in the room but i think like mm-hmm. so drake oreo i think there's part of you you have every right to to do whatever you have to do to feel comfortable in your home. And I think that you should definitely have a conversation with Tiffany about this. But I also think you should try – because here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is part of me like when I hear – 
when I hear anyone put one race in one category, I feel a certain way about it. And there's a moment that when I hear people put all white people in the same category, I feel a certain way about it for a second. But then if I think to myself, if I was if I was black, I would probably be 10 times worse <laughs> because I'm all, I'm white and white people already got on my nerves all the fucking time. So I don't I think that you should you should really check out if you're being a little oversensitive about taking this personally and but i i also Mm -hmm. think that you should have a conversation with tiffany about it and i think that you should probably get used to people having a problem with white people but not when people say they have a problem with white people i don't really think that they're thinking about me particularly i i do think that over the past I don't know how many years I've definitely checked myself as far as my white privilege and seen how I might be able to get away with things that a person of color will not, particularly if I was driving, not that I drive or get pulled over by the cops or how I'm treated by police officers. Uh, and But it's a really important. Mm-hmm. It's really important for white people to listen to the stories of uh, people of color, particularly in this country and what they go through with with job applications, with dealing with the police, with trying to get a loan, you know, you know, being a, a trans woman of color trying to go into Chase Bank and get a loan is 10 times more difficult than being a white person with no job just out of college trying to get a loan. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to understand these people's stories and probably not take – I'm willing to bet she actually doesn't hate all white people. And I mean, I suppose it's possible, but I think that this is a conversation you should have with Tiffany about and kind of broaden – your mind about why they are saying this were we just watching the news was trump just on did they just see a picture of that guy that shot that white boy that shot how many how many people did he shoot up and he was just like peacefully arrested i'm like the fuck you know if he was black they would have had their fucking foot on his neck right then and there they probably would have shot him i think not to trivialize, not to trivialize like the the type of conversation, but to put it in perspective for people, mm-hmm. like imagine a room full of kids, like toddlers, right? And and these are toddlers are generally the ones that are not in control. The adults of the world and life are in control. The toddlers have to eat, sleep, and do everything by the schedule of adults. And so when adult says, "Yo, y'all kids aren't having dessert today." The kids will sit in a room and might be like, damn, I hate adults. The adulthood sucks. Right. You know, like whatever. Being a kid sucks compared to adults. That can, that, that's not the same thing as being black. Right. But that can kind of highlight for you the powerlessness that one can feel just being a black person or a person of color in America. That's a good example. Everyday things. That's a good example. Versus if you have an, if you have an adult saying, I hate kids. That's that's very different. The, the, it's it's not because kids, you know, like it's kids don't usually have the power right. that adults have, and 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 people of color in this country just don't necessarily benefit from everyday average stuff the way that white people do. It's mm-hmm. just that's just the truth, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like how I would look at it. You know, mm-hmm. they're not really cursing. They're not saying they actually hate their mom because she's not giving them dessert. It's because they hate the fact that the fact that they know that they're powerless in this situation. Mm-hmm. And that's usually what it is, is mm-hmm. um, how, you know, mm-hmm. that's how I look at things. Right. So Sometimes. I hope Little Miss Drake Oreo is inspired to have a conversation, not only with her roommate and maybe her roommate's friends and be like, 
it just get an idea of perspective like what makes what made her say that and try to understand where she's coming from because she's dealing with a, a a white privilege that these girls don't and they're coming from two different spots and i mean i'm not assuming that little miss oreo is a trump supporter or anything like that but i really think that this is a really good opportunity to to learn from an, an, a person of color's perspective about this and you know if, if she doesn't if she doesn't feel like it's not like she's like i want to kill all white people or she she said something like that like that would take it to mm-hmm. another level but i think that she should definitely open up the conversation with her roommate and get some get a new perspective you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that I think that's uh, there's no other way. To, I mean, the only other the only other option is like what to move out and be offended. But I mean, you know, it's fine if it's it's understandable that your feelings could be hurt. Um, but I definitely do think a you you should have a conversation, and in that conversation, I think you should. Um, you know, you let your roommate know that it did make you uncomfortable, but you're, but let your roommate know that you're trying to unpack why that made you uncomfortable. And you'd like to have a conversation just to feel out like what, what some of this means. And maybe you can become involved in the conversation. Exactly. Um, because it is, because it's important. It's extreme. It's essential when we're, when we're talking about like it equality and and moving forward that everyone is involved in the conversation it can't just be people of color sitting around commiserating about white people and it can't be white people commiserating sitting around talking about people of color or or you know that we need to all have you involved in the conversation right and so like caswell said i do think it's a good idea for you to, to have a conversation and let your roommate know how you felt but also let your roommate know right right away mm-hmm. that you are open and that you want to understand more about what it is that you can do to to like together what can we do together to like figure out and let your roommate know if if it's how you feel if you agree that there is a problem here let your roommate know like acknowledge to your roommate and maybe even your roommate's friends yes there's a problem that the president said this or it's a problem that you know voter suppression is happening in communities of color and not white mm-hmm. communities you know right. let your room let your roommates and people know that you think it's a problem too and and that you want to be a part of the solution all right well if that's how you feel <laughs> yeah have hopefully but little drakey drake or rio have a conversation with tiffany let us know how that goes let's go on to question number two all right question number two cue music dear pep and cows i'm a 28 year old straight black man living in atlanta I've been dating a trans woman for almost two months. It's not my first time being with a trans woman, but it's the first time going on multiple dates with the same trans woman and getting to know her for this length of time. Let me bring you right to the cause of frustration. All of her friends are gay men, and I hate hanging out with them. I'm not used to this. I'm not into the lingo. I'm not into the catty gossip behavior. I'm not into watching a grown man start voguing at any given moment. I just like hanging around my girl and low-key chill people. I just want to know, is this common? (laughs) Is this all I have to look forward to if I continue dating this trans woman or any trans woman? Is it hard to find trans women that don't surround themselves exclusively with gay men? I am not homophobic. I just think that when black gay men get together, they turn into a tornado of feminized annoyance that I can't explain. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if I'm right, I'm right. Let me know what you think. Biggie Ring Day. Oh. Oh, oh, <laughs> he better get used to it. Those queens ain't going nowhere. 
<laughs> I re- I don't I don't remember. It's very 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 rare that I meet a trans woman that doesn't have a bunch of gay friends. So I don't <laughs> like I don't I do not even know what to tell this guy. I think you should just get used to it. If you're gonna if you're gonna keep dating this trans woman and you're gonna continue dating trans women, you should you should get used to being around gay people and getting and being surrounded by the gay community. And you should just learn to. I mean, so I mean, yes, I'm like some some queens are more loud and obnoxious than others but as far as like you're asking if it if there are i mean i don't i don't do you know any trans women that that just yes yes okay this is let's get one thing straight and we had a listener that wrote in that really said that they were not going to continue to listen to this podcast anymore because i was trying to distance myself from the gay community which is what that was their words right and what i want people to know right now that in the gay community the gay community which is i think also supposed to be called the l for lesbian b for bisexual g for gay t for trans queer questioning intersex asexual and ally community there are heterosexual people that are a part of the lgbtqia community let's get that straight okay there are there are heterosexual people that are a part of the lgbt community a lot of us many trans women are straight if trans women are women and they are in a relationship with a man they are heterosexual Right. And the man that's in the relationship with them is heterosexual. Right. And this is a part of the issue that I tried to explain before. If we go through and just assume that everyone's gay and we continue to use, quote, gay lingo and, quote, gay surroundings and gay situations. Yes, that's that is the reason why trans people are lumped into the community and we are part of the LGBTQ. The reason why we have all these letters is because of how because we're connected by our pain. We are Mm -hmm. often bashed by the same type of person that is discriminates like the way we're discriminated against is the same way so we stand together for safety in numbers but it doesn't mean we all think the same way and sleep the same way and act the same way and have sex with the same people all of us don't i'm a straight woman and i lead a straight heterosexual life i'm a little bit different because i also happen to work at a job as a drag queen that's around gay people mm-hmm. and queer people. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my life is around, is queer and around gay people. But there are so many trans people who are not gay. And the mistake that we make, and, and I think it's important that we welcome trans people and their lovers into gay spaces, but it's really important that we're careful not to just paint everyone with the same brush because what ends up happening is everyone assumes that because trans women are hanging out with gay people that they're that oh that makes me gay and she's a leads a gay lifestyle and everything's gay she's not he's straight she's straight he as in the lover and the trans women are straight <clears throat> and so it's really important that we 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 understand that now he's on their turf so he's just gonna like you said he's gonna have to get used to her friends and her people that she hangs out with just like if she was a biker and hung out with a bunch of bikers you would have to get used to just being around a bunch of bikers if you fell in love with a woman that was around bikers but there are plenty of trans women and this is the thing there's a lot of trans women that don't want to hang around with gay men and gay people because they feel that they're going to a be assumed to be just one of the guys Mm -hmm. B, when they do bring their hot, straight boyfriend around the gay men, the gay men taunt and tease and try to get in the straight man's pants. Mm -hmm. And C, 
that they, some of them, uh, that other people that aren't in the in the gay community or queer community, just say, "Oh, look at them, them gays over there," and just throw the trans woman in with that. And then when she goes to the bathroom, to the women's room, they're like, "I don't want a gay man in my," you know what I mean? Like that's that's how we have to deal with being around you know, being assumed to be gay. Mm-hmm. It, it questions our identity. It questions our gender and it questions our sexuality when we're, when we're in the gay box. And so I think it's really important for us to understand that we have heterosexual people, a part of the LGBTQ community. That's, I, I just, I, I hate to be on my soapbox, but it's just, it's part of the difficulty that I think some trans people have. Now, most of the trans people that I personally know are are around gay people and love gay people just like me and are in the community but there are a lot of people who are trans who are just finding themselves who had a life with a wife and trans women who had partners and kids and they led a led a heterosexual or heteronormative lifestyle when they were assumed to have been cisgender and and they love those kids i mean you know we can talk about you know caitlin jenner led a, quote, heterosexual, heteronormative lifestyle. Let's hear probably it. Probably wasn't around a lot of gay people and did not probably, I don't know, because I'm not a millionaire and I wasn't around her, probably did not surround herself with with queer and, tra- and uh, trans and, and gay people in the LGBT community and was new to the community and was criticized very much so for being new to the community. Now, I'm not trying to defend or promote anything about Caitlyn Jenner, mm. but I'm saying that there are a lot of people that are coming into the community from different avenues in life and the more we become visible and the larger our community gets which i think we can all agree that our community is getting larger the larger the community gets the more we're going to have to be used to realizing that there are different types of us coming into the room and so i think that i think that's where we should start but yes you know um biggie ring ding you happen to have gotten a lady who is who is around a lot of gay men but this is the question, Biggie Ringding, when you need a break from those gay men, why can't you take her around your friends? Why can't you bring her into a part of your life? Because that's the other part of this. A lot of times as a trans woman, we are used to having to bring the man into our life and hopefully make him comfortable around our gay friends. But he's not necessarily even comfortable bringing us around his straight friends that, you know, going out on double dates with his with his brother or his 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 family. And he just dips into our life and dips out when he wants and that's part of the problem well he, and so he i did, think it's really he important. may he may he didn't say that he doesn't we don't know I, we don't know right but he's it seems like he's fed up with always being around them right 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 and so when you need that break take your woman to your to your to, and get out i'm sure there's a time when she doesn't want to be voguing and gossiping too and right. so take her over to the sports bar with your friends and have a beer and invite her and say, this is my woman and she's trans and she's co- w- with us. And when she's tired of frat boy behavior, assume, uh, you know, assuming, then y'all can go back and hang out with the queens. Now, the problem, <laughs> the problem that Biggie Ringding is having is also something that he could be having if he was with a cisgendered female as well. So he might be dating some girl and, you know, the uh, for a couple months and the girl wants to hang around with him and her friends and her friends are, her, you know, her friends are just a bunch of gossipy girls that, you know, talk shit mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to be around. He's totally annoyed by them. Like, this could be any situation. Like, this certainly isn't limited to gay men i mean it seems like it seems like he has a little bit of 
if not a lot of homophobia going on as far as, you know, he starts talking about the gay lingo and them death dropping and shit right. like that. So it seems to well, be that's, like that's that's a, that's part of the issue is that like a lot of men who are into trans women have a hard time. Like they they are desi- they desire trans women and they want to be which are be with and around trans women, but mm-hmm. it usually only ha- the only place that they are accepted halfway accepted around trans women is that they f- that they feel they assume is in gay scenarios or on her turf, and so he's like, well, I don't want people to make fun of me for dating this trans woman, so I'm not going to take her to my brother's house. So I guess we have to go to the gay bar, which is where she feels comfortable. And that's the only place that I feel comfortable holding her hand. I mean, I'm not trying to put words in Piggy Ring Ding's mouth, but I do think that it sounds like you said, it sounds like there's some, some internalized homophobia happening, which is common for men who are dating trans women because, because people don't treat trans women like women. And there's, and our, and our existence as women is up for debate on the federal level, on the national level, on the on the local and city level, and also in the social level. Right. People are are debating whether or not we're really women. There are some folks who are like, yeah, that's women. They use she, her pronouns for us. But then when it comes down to it, do they really on like recognize and treat us like the the as we real as we are? And so that's part of the issue. And so I think we have to peel that back. And so, you know, I think he Biggie, I I'm happy that you are found somebody that you are that you like mm-hmm. it sounds like you like her a lot you're writing in and i do i i hope that it's worth it i think that it's worth it mm-hmm. and you know it's hard to find love it's hard to find acceptance and and somebody that you like and so i'd say focus on your relationship with her yeah your connection to her if she is the kind of woman who is awesome and that you really want everybody to know about because she's so beautiful and great and strong and loving and kind <laughs> and everything you wanted in a woman I know you're just dating her for two months, but if she has the potential to be those, all those things, then you're going to make it work and, and, and you're going to get along with her friends and you're going to make sure that she, that your friends get along with her. And if you can try to find balance in that way, mm-hmm. the longer you do it, the more you're going to get used to it. Right. And you're, the more you're going to end up, grow to like it. And biggie, 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 everybody got annoying friends. Can't you see? <laughs> everybody got annoying friends, every single person. So, like, this is something, I mean, if you can get through this and all of her friends are annoying, like, I'm sure that you'll be able to get through the next relationship without any problem. Because th- this, I can understand this being put to, you being put to the test with this because you, you're not used to it. Mm-hmm. But get used to it. Because we ain't going nowhere, mm-hmm. and it is very common for trans women to hang around and have a, a support system of gay men. Not only that, but even cisgendered women, uh, cisgendered straight women. So yeah, so so um, get used to it, uh, and make sure you set some alone time. So you know, maybe like one out of every five times you hang out with her, it's with her friends. The majority of the time, you're alone enjoying dinner and a movie. You know, so I don't. And then, and it's really important, Biggie, to bring her around your friends. Yeah. It's, that's the only way that the heterosexual community is going, the hetero cisgender community is going to start treating us equally because the heterosexual cisgender community are the people, the majority of the people in this country and the world. And uh, allegedly, <laughs> and, and those are the people who are, are, have control over whether or not a girl like her gets bashed and killed. A girl like her is allowed into have a job. A girl like those are the people that are that are in control. So those are the opinions that need to change. And the only way that they are going to change is that they can see strong 
uh, uh, loving relationships of of cisgender heterosexual men loving their their transsexual or transgender women that's the only way that it's going to change we can't just lock ourselves in the gay bar and can keep voguing as fun as it is there's more work that needs to be done and on a social level what you're talking about connects to the social aspect and on a social level it's really important that you bring her around your friends take that dive take that plunge it's worth it your life is going to be even more enriched when you are just living and loving who you want. The reason why those gays are voguing and everything is because they're happy exactly. about being out and proud. Exactly. And you need to be happy and out and proud about who you're with, not only around gays, but also around straights. So bring your woman into the light. Bring it to the cookout yes. and let us know how it goes. Let's go to question number three. Cue <laughs> mm-hmm. music. Dear Kaz and Pep, I know you guys like to know all details about background, so just so you know, I'm a 26-year-old black cisgender female living in Brooklyn. I have a boyfriend that I met in the neighborhood, and I've been dealing with him for a couple of months now. Last week, I had to take a trip with my work down to Miami for a conference, and my boyfriend stayed at my apartment to take care of my dog. My boyfriend smokes, and not only does he smoke, he smokes Newports. I hate cigarette smoke. I find cigarette smoke to be toxic and obviously deadly, so I've never let him smoke inside my house or in my car for that matter. Before I left him alone and gave him the keys, I said, make sure you don't smoke in my house. And if you do, go on the sidewalk. He said, fine. I came back home and the place reeks of cigarette smoke in every room, in the bedroom, the living room, the kitchen. There was absolutely no way he could deny smoking inside my apartment. So I dumped his ass, got my keys, and gave him back anything he might have belonged that might have belonged to him, like shampoo. He left in my tub a couple of tank tops, etc. I'm not looking back. My friends say I'm cold-hearted. And they say I've gone way too far to break up with somebody just because someone smoked in my house. But I don't. Do I need to check myself? Signed Nas. Tostitos. Is Tostitos mm-hmm. a dessert? I guess it's a snack. We'll take it. No, Tostitos is um is a t- is tortilla chips. Right, right, right. I know what Tostitos are, but you know, we she, she gave herself this name. <laughs> so she's good Nas Tostitos. <gasps> oh, she did? Yeah. <laughs> Tostada is not a dessert. It's a it's like a taco that's just open face. So there's toast. Uh, the only words that I have ever heard that sounded like that are tostada and tostitos. And tostitos are an American brand of tos- uh, tortilla chips. Well, look and at you. Tostada what? is um, it's like a t- it's basically a taco that's just um, <laughs> open face. Okay, girls. Corn tortilla. Snack knowledge. Snack Best. knowledge. Snack knowledge. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I mean, I'm I don't smoke. And so, Nas, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, I think it's important that we draw a line with with smoking. Um, and I actually, you know, um, look, I think, I think, I think a lot of some smokers, not all smokers, but I do think that there are some people who are smoking. I've heard people who have smoked in the past, maybe not so much recently, who have kind of trivialized or belittled the way that non-smokers have felt. And maybe this is, this is them rebelling against, you know, a larger system that they see kind of closing in on them or 
there's less and less places that they can publicly smoke. There's less and less people that, that are smoking and the prices are going up. And I'm sure that there's some frustration as a smoker. Um, but you know, I, I remember back in the day being around smokers who were just like, ah, oh, I don't care, you know, whatever, you know, oh, okay, you can't smoke here. Yeah. And then they would just turn around and light their cigarette. And I think that's a little bit of what this is, is obviously he was, you know, um, he was feeding into his, his addiction got the best of him. Um, and I know that it's not, it's not just a choice. It's an addiction. Uh, but I do think it's a kind of addiction that requires some conscious, um, sort of effort, you know? And, and so look, he's an asshole. It's you. She said, don't do I it. And he did I it. Think it's wrong. I don't think you did the wrong. Yeah. He's if, if bottom line is if you, if you didn't kick him out and you let, if you stay with him, let's just say you stayed with him, he, he would do it again. And then you, and then you would, it would be about who's going to soften up here. Either you're going to soften up and allow him to just start smoking all over your place mm. or you're going to stick to the rules and he's going to learn. And so if he wants you that badly and if love is worth it, mm-hmm. he would either stop. He would follow the rules. I mean, you know, he can smoke outside. So he would either follow, he'll follow the rules and he would come back and be like, baby, I love you. I can't live without you. I promise it'll never happen again. And he would, and he would follow what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he obviously couldn't do it and didn't believe your warning. So I think, Send him packing, you know, unfortunately, you don't want to be with a smoker. And you said that from the start. It is what it is. Look, the only way to not be with a smoker mm, is to kick kick him out. I I have some rules in my life. And one of these rules Uh I have been sticking to since I was about 23 years old is that if you smoke Newports, chances are you're shady. (laughs) Anytime I meet (laughs) somebody that smokes Newports... Every time I meet someone that smokes Newports, they're the kind of person that will steal your wallet and help you look for it. I don't trust people that smoke Newports, and that's just how I feel. I mean, smoking in general is nasty, and I just quit smoking the Jewel. I probably picked it up because I quit drinking, and I needed something. But that's another topic all completely. But number one, he smokes Newports. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very, very bad sign. Shady. Not only that, but like okay. you, t- you specifically said, do not do this in my house, and then he did it. Cigarette smoke is so fucking nasty in the house. That's like, it. like do, do you remember? Do you remember when you could smoke inside the clubs? Like before, before they took that away in New York, and you, you would just go, you would just reek by the time you got home, and everyone in New York City was like, "This is crazy! How can you not smoke in clubs? How can you not smoke in clubs?" And then everyone's on the sidewalk, and everyone's complaining about like sidewalk traffic and shit like that but like it is just so nasty and then he smoked in your bedroom on your bed and then your bed smells like rancid like completely ugh so gross I remember I remember like sleeping at my friend's house when I was a kid and I don't know I was like in 8th grade and his parents smoked and they were smoking Marlboros and I just like would wake up and I could not mm-hmm. fucking breathe like there was no ventilation and you get so used to it like if you grow up in a house where people smoke inside the house and you know that you're always around cigarette smoke you get used to you it you get used to it but like if you, there was no reason to start getting used to that shit and I say I say well, let me I, tell you dump him I was working, I was working at, um, a, I, you know, we all worked in the clubs and obviously you could smoke in every bar and club indoors, uh, up until 10, 15 years ago. And I remember 
we I worked in a restaurant called Lips Restaurant. The room was a small room, dining room. And you, they used to have smoking in the restaurant. Now, it was a, you'd have to smoke at the bar only. And then the rest of the dining room wasn't smoking. Um, so you couldn't smoke at the tables, but you could smoke at the bar. And the r- bar was like two feet from the tables. It was right. like literally you could just reach over and, and like there was no wall. There was no curtain. It was just, you know, literally a couple feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, you know, it was fine. I would, re- I would remember coming home and my clothes, I would wear some, I would get a new dress or new hair and then I'd wear it there for the night and I'd come home and in my, I'd bring it in my apartment. I'd drop it in my bag and I'd leave the room and come back into the room and the entire room would smell like someone had been smoking in there. And it was just on my clothes. And I remember at first I was like, yeah, you know, I don't care. Like let him smoke at the bar. That's enough. That's far enough away. A couple like weeks or months into the smoking ban in New York City where they barred everyone from smoking in bars and clubs mm-hmm. and restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I worked brunch and I was in for work one day and there was some guy, I think from in, in from out of town somewhere. And he came in. He was the very first person in the room, the only person in the room. And he went over to the bar to smoke. I think it's he knew or whatever. They smoked at the bar. So he was at the bar. He lit up a cigarette. And just as we were, uh, he had been smoking it for like, not even 10 seconds. And it was brunch. It was daytime, sunny out. We opened the windows and you could see the entire room filling up f- with smoke from just one cigarette. And I was like, this is what actually happens when there's not, you like, there's no people to absorb it. You can't see, like, you, there's no lights and music and it's not being disguised. Literally one cigarette can fill up a room with smoke so quickly. And, I'm like, we're breathing this and this is only like 10 o'clock in the morning and we, you know, like, this is crazy. And so that's when I kind of realized, oh yeah, you know, indoor smoking is just not cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine 20 people in there smoking, which there usually were 20, 30 people in there smoking and we're breathing that there's, there's, we're definitely all healthier mm-hmm. because of like these, you know, not smoking in, 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 in rooms. I think secondhand smoke is a real thing. And sometimes you can't get that shit out of the sheets too. Like sometimes you could just like always smell it. But like maybe, maybe, maybe if he apologizes up and down, he pays for someone to come over and clean the house. He pays for someone to come over and shampoo that rug to take down the curtains, to get the curtains dry cleaned. Like Uh that shit is just so fucking stinky. And it's like cancerous as fuck. Like I just think it is so fucking nasty like when I, when I had my apartment in New York sometimes I because I don't know I lived on the fifth floor I didn't want to have to have I didn't have a balcony so I didn't want to have guests go all the way outside like if somebody like smoked in the kitchen with the window basically the head out the window I'd be like that's fine but it but the thing that just like sucks the most is you literally told him do not do this and then he literally just did it so it's just so fucking inconsiderate and people like that I don't know, man. I just think it's telling you too much. I mean, you've only been with him for how, for like a couple months now. You've been, you say you've been dealing with him. <laughs> Shit, I've been dealing with him. So it's like, I, I think, and especially, especially like if he was to do this in your car too, you know, I don't know. I think, I think you should definitely dump him. And I'm really, I'm really into seeing signs early. And when people say one thing, it can just mean, a whole lot when people do some crazy shit like that it like how inconsiderate was he about other things i mean if you if he's really willing to contaminate your entire apartment after you ask him not to and just like shrug his shoulders and be like eh, then what the fuck else is he gonna do i say dump him that's what i say i don't think you're cold-hearted and if you are keep it going 
keep it going, stay cold. Every, uh-huh. You know, and in also boundaries are sexy. Boundaries are sexy, and, and practicing those boundaries happen. Don't be someone that just says yes to everything. And you know, when when you feel this strongly about something which you have every right to stand by stick Uh to it and you have friends that say that you're too cold-hearted no they they want a man (laughs) they're all smokers yeah right they're probably all smokers (laughs) and they're probably all desperate for a man and they probably thought your man was hot they that don't understand but no it's like it 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 goes way beyond just the fact that he smoked your apartment it goes beyond the fact that he disrespected your boundaries i say dump them and i think that you'll only be stronger from this and you won't let that flitch that shit fly again so dump him dump him dump him if he comes crawling back you have him pay for the cleaning bill and then still don't take him back give him an <laughs> ashtray and call it a day honey <laughs> that's it mm-hmm. All right. well that's it that's it wait that was it. That was it. <laughs> Thank That's you all it. for listening and writing in. Um, as usual, faces, places, and names have been changed to protect the innocent. And the guilty. Yeah. And so thank you all for listening. And this, thank you all for listening to season one. Uh, don't worry. We will be back with season two very shortly. In just a few weeks uh, will be the premiere of season two. Bigger and better, stronger, longer, uncut. I don't know if that, any of that's true, but I just felt like saying that. So check out for season two. <laughs> um, and if you are a new listener, make sure you go back and check out old uh, or our, the, the beginning of season one so you can get yourself caught up. Uh, on how we do things. And definitely now is the time to write in with questions so that we can get you on the air for season two. All right. Isn't that right, Caswell? Yeah. Also, if you have some suggestions, we are adding more to in season two to the podcast. So if there's some things that you'd like us to talk about or a segment you'd like us to, to add on. Like free blowjobs. Yeah. Peppermint. <laughs> sorry, pe- well, Peppermint charges a dollar a blowjob. <laughs> so uh then definitely like let us know but uh we're probably just going to take a two-week break reorganize regroup get season two together and come back stronger than ever so let us know if you do have any questions if you do have any suggestions we're down to hear it and consider it that's all i'm promising but uh we and a special shout weeks. out to our very first sponsor uh, first advertiser on our show, Giddy mm-hmm. uh, Sex Toys, adult um, pleasurable toys. Uh, go uh, go to Giddy, mygiddy.com, m-y-g-i-d-d-i.com, and get yourself um, get yourself a little like you know prostate um, massager, a little treat treat prostate massager. Yeah, the Tomo and the Thor remote control prostate massager. Uh, they I haven't tried it out, but they just sent us a box, and um, and we're they. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll let you know how it goes. But so far, so good. All right, you guys. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarchet. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.